power. Welcome to the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast. This episode of the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast is sponsored by our launch partner, CorePay One. Picture your bank's bill pay, only better. Get built-in bookkeeping, payments, employee reimbursements, and more with CorePay One. With no monthly fee and unlimited users, CorePay One replaces slow and expensive accounts payable software. CorePay One helps you easily manage your client's bill pay needs. The account dashboard is designed to let you seamlessly navigate between your clients and prioritize their most important bills while recording all of the essential bookkeeping data they need. With CorePay One, you can integrate with tools you're already using, sync your existing accounting system like QuickBooks or Xero to create one seamless automation process. You can even submit bills and receipts on the go with their mobile app, no matter where you are, using your Apple or Android device. Paying bills with CorePay One is easy. You can pay by ACH, check, or even international wire payment. And they even offer an easy way to reimburse your employees. With no monthly fees, per document scanning fees, or user fees, the pricing just makes sense. Head over to accountingautomationworkflowpodcast.promo forward slash CorePay. That's accountingautomationworkflowpodcast.promo forward slash C-O-R-P-A-Y. Automation powered accounting with CorePay One. Welcome to the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast, where you can automate your firm one podcast at a time. We're on a quest to eradicate data entry through accounting automation. Absolutely. And I'm Heather Satterley. And I'm Brian Clare. And today we're going to be talking about password manager tools. So passwords, Brian, are the bane of an accountant's existence. Would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. One of the worst parts of our job is trying to manage passwords. And I've always said that the reason we need password managers and passwords at all is because humans are not, there's so many humans out there that are just not nice people. And so they want to steal your stuff and you have to have passwords. Like if everybody was just a nice human, we would not need passwords or password managers. No. And people are generally terrible at picking their own passwords as well. That makes it even easier for these bad actors, we'll say, to to hack people. They should just stop hacking people. Everybody should just be nice. That's my opinion. <laughs> but anyway, so password manager tools are a 100% a necessary tool in our toolbox as accounting yeah. professionals. If you're not using one and you're still using a Google Doc <laughs> or a Word Doc or an Excel, Excel spreadsheet, or, yeah or whatever, it's time to ditch that because there's technology out there that is going to help you to keep your client's passwords and your own passwords safe and secure. And I think that's kind of a must do for accounting professionals. Anybody that's working with clients. Absolutely agree. We actually, or or I onboarded a client this week where she, I think she had a a Word doc or, or she had some, no, it was an app on her phone. Never heard of it before in my life. She showed me the screen as it was loading. I'm like, that looks super sketchy. But uh, we use one password and I explained that to her and I'm like, this is super simple, safe app on your phone, app on your desktop, uh, you know, Chrome plugin, Safari plugin, I think a Firefox plugin as well. All super secure, but super easy to generate passwords. 
I'm going to I'm going to ask a question here. So, is it easy to use these tools like for your your average bear client that comes in and, you know, I mean the reality is is a lot of our clients are not tech savvy. Yeah. Is it easy really to get them onboarded onto these password apps and and have them using them quickly and easily? I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I would say technology power user will say. So, I think it's easy because I'm, I just I just know technology, but if you think kind of, you know, one password, because that's what we use, uh, yeah. Blueprint, when you go to a website and you save a password or even set one up for a new login, it automatically pops up on your screen. Do you want to save this? Well, yes, of course I do. And even if you can't think of a password, you can log in and generate one directly. So instead of putting Brian123 as my password, which is a terrible password, uh, I can generate something that's up to, I think, 20 alphanumeric digits. Right. And throw in a couple symbols. Definitely. I mean, I when you're using them, because I use LastPass. Yep. And I've been using I've been a LastPass user for a really long time. It is, it's once you know how to use it, it's life changing. So it's life changing. You can get it in your browser, you can get it on your phone. And you know, I love it because I always I I can always log into everything no matter where I am, which is really awesome. But I do find that, you know, the the clients do need a little bit of hand holding when they're getting started. And so I think that it that's really important for us as accountants to acknowledge the fact that whenever we're introducing a client to something new that, you know, um, in their life, that we need to assume they don't know how to, you know, that they're going to need some extra support on that. Yeah, I would agree. I will say uh, like the Apple, Apple and Google keychains, pretty similar in regard to like these apps, but a little less safe, maybe in, in my perspective anyways. Um, but that's a transferable skill for them, right? So the way I kind of position it with, with clients is, well, do you use one of these Apple or Google keychain? Usually they say yes, right? They're on their Chrome browser. They get the pop-up. Do you want to save this? Yes, of course I do. Cause it's super easy. So you position it that way. And I found that that works well. Cause they're like, oh, now I understand what I can do with one password. I can save it automatically as long as I have that Chrome plugin because I'm already doing it. So mm-hmm. now it's really just taking the passwords from one place and putting them into another place. True. No, definitely. I've had clients that have struggled a little bit, which is why I even bring it up because I've definitely had clients where we had to do quite a bit of handholding to help them, you know, get set up. But once they are, they love it. So yeah. once they're, they've adopted it, they're, they're really happy about it. You just said something really interesting about Apple Keychain and the Google password. So, and you said, you know, they're less secure so why? Why would they be less secure, Brian? I am not a cybersecurity expert by any means, but uh, from my understanding, it's something to do with the browsers, I guess, like more easily hacked that way. I'd also think like if somebody could hack into your email, like if they can hack into your Google account, then they could get all your passwords, right? Because it's right in the settings. So like if yep. they get a hold of your login credentials for Google or, or you know, your Apple ID, they can actually get in and download all of those passwords, which would be a big issue, right? Yeah. And so I guess something like 1Password and LastPass, I'm pretty sure LastPass has this, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. You have to have your secret key, Yep, which is like... I think it's 20 digits long. And then you have your your main like single password that you log into, which is also probably 20 digits long at least, right? So it's a lot easier to hack that compared to, you know, your email, for example. 
Agreed. And I, I think the other thing about LastPass and OnePass, and we're going to name a whole bunch of other ones in a minute, um, is that they also have the option to turn on multi-factor authentication, which I think is super important. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about texting you something, although you could certainly do that, but actually using an author- authenticator app like Google Authenticator. Um, gosh, there's so many of them out there. That's the one I use is Google Authenticator. Yep. Um, I, I think LastPass even has an authenticator app that you can download and use. Yeah, maybe. That's separate. I don't it's actually separate, know. But I'm yeah. not sure. I could be wrong. Like, I totally could be wrong on that. But um, there's a lot of them. But what the Authenticator app is, is when you set up an account with an app, they'll say, do you want to enable the multi-factor authentication? And it's basically saying you have to authenticate multiple ways, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I put in my password for LastPass, Every, I think it's every couple of days in our settings, we have a setting that every couple of days or, or if we restart our computer, when we log in, we have to use an authenticator app on our phone that provides us a six digit code that after we enter our master password into LastPass, we have to go on to our mobile device, open up the authenticator app, which is you, you find it in the app store. You could put an authenticator and you'll find all of the authenticator. And then what happens is as you're creating or turning on the multi-factor authentication, you'll see one of those little QR codes. You just scan it with your camera on your phone and that registers that app with the authenticator. And then every time you open the authenticator, I think it's like every minute or two minutes or something, it refreshes to a new code. Mm-hmm. So it requires somebody to log into your your LastPass account. It requires you to both know the, the master password, which you're right, it has to be longer than the normal passwords. And then you also have to have your mobile device with the authenticator app on it in order to get, get access. So it's super secure. Yeah. Would you recommend that if an app has two-factor or multi-factor authentication that people use that? I do, you know, to be secure. Well, I think it's it, it helps you to keep your data safe. And it is a pain. I'm not going to lie. We're not here to lie to everybody, but it is a pain. It's a pain. And it is one of those things where I, at least a couple times a day, I'm rolling my eyes and going, I have to go open my authenticator app, you know. But like I said, it's a necessary step to keep my client's data safe. And to me, that's the most important thing is that my client's data is safe. And you can pat yourself on the back after you enter the six digits. You're like, I, I was safe. I was, I was safe. safe. So other password. So uh, let's talk about cost. So we talked about one password and LastPass, and they're pro- they're all priced pretty much around the same price range. Like I think we pay, we have a Teams account in our firm and we pay like $4 and change per user per month. And we get a discount because we pay annually. Is that about the same as as one password? I think we're on a monthly subscription, to be honest right now, which we probably should switch to annual to save a couple dollars. But I believe it's like 10 US per user. If you pay monthly, It's uh, it would be less if it was annual for sure. But I think we're on like the highest tier that they have. Like, I don't know if it's just business or business plus or whatever, but there is a definitely some differences in price. Another password app that we're implementing right now is Practice Protect. Mm -hmm. And Practice Protect is a company that uses an enterprise level platform to keep track of the passwords. But the way they do it is they actually mask all the passwords for everybody on your team. And so you have to, in order to log into any app that's password is contained in Practice Protect, you have to log into their dashboard and authenticate there. And then when you actually click on the app, so say I was going to open QuickBooks, 
I would click on the QuickBooks app, it would launch QuickBooks in a new tab in my browser and it would automatically pre-fill the credentials. So I actually don't even know my own password for QuickBooks, mm-hmm. right? So I don't even have that password. If somebody were to say, hey, what's your password? I'd be like, I don't know. I don't have access. So what Practice Protect, the admin user is responsible for putting in the password and then assigning the passwords to the different members of, of your team. And mm-hmm. LastPass and 1Password both have the same functionality where you can deploy the passwords to different users, right? And there's usually one admin, somebody owns that password and they're the only ones that can actually see it when they share the password or somebody else, they actually can't see the password. So that functionality is similar, but I think with what Practice Protect also has is, and, and the only way I can describe it because I'm not like a developer and I don't know what the correct terminology is, is like the way they explain it is like it puts a bubble around your browser. So when you're actually going in, there's really no way for anybody to intercept a hacker to intercept logging in those credentials into the app. So it's impossible or virtually impossible. I don't think we can ever in this day and age say that anything is impossible. It's virtually impossible for somebody to actually get that password using that. And the technology that Practice Protect uses, that platform, is used by big companies like Amazon and Intuit and things like that. So it's built on best-in-class security, but they're bringing it to smaller companies through their platform, which is really cool. Yeah, and, and I, like we've looked at them as well. It's super interesting how they have the geofencing piece yes. to it, which is like just another another option to like lock down your passwords. Right. Can you tell so, us a bit more about that? Yeah, I can totally tell you about that. So the geofencing, what it does is it, it puts a fence based on your location of your IP address. So when you log into your computer, um, you have an IP address which basically tells everybody on the internet where you are, right? If I were to log into an app and the app were to see my IP address, right? It would say Heather's in Portsmouth, Rhode Island, right? Actually, usually it comes up as as Tiverton, Rhode Island, but I'm in Rhode Island. So what the geofencing does is it practice protect won't let you access the passwords unless you're you're in the US, if you're you're logging in from a US-based IP address. And I think it even has the ability, we're, we're still implementing it, so I'm not an expert by any means of people. <laughs> not mm-hmm. I will be, but I'm not right now. But I think you even have the ability to go in and lock it down so that it is, if you have a static IP address, that the person yep. can't log in unless they're using that static IP address. Yep. That was my understanding as well, which yeah. is that's super helpful, right? Because even a lot of firms do offshoring, for example. Mm-hmm. So if you're not working with, say, an offshoring agency and the person that you're working with is working at home, you could actually lock it down to their location and their IP. The most secure password or credentialing password protector apps that I've seen, it is restrictive. So, and that's why Mm -hmm. it's not for everybody because it is restrictive. If you're using mobile apps, for example, with Practice Protect, because of their technology is based on the browser plugin that they have um, and they don't currently have a mobile app. If you try to log into apps on your mobile device, you can't because Mm -hmm. the passwords and password protect and you can't see it because that's how it works. So it is restrictive. It's not, I'd love to say it's for everybody. I think once they do have a mobile app that works with, you know, when they have an app on their phone that works with mobile apps, I think it'll be amazing. The other thing I'd love to see from them is the ability to deploy requests from my clients for them to enter in their passwords and delegate them to me. They can do that in LastPass and in 1Password, right? So I can have my clients set up their own LastPass account, put in their you know, their login credentials and then share that with me. And I never see the password. So LastPass has that. Mm -hmm. I would love to have the ability right now with Practice Protect, I have to log in. I have to log in or I have to do a screen share with a client and have them enter their password in. Once they do, it encrypts it and I can never see it. 
right? Mm -hmm. I could never be able to see that, but I still have to have the client and I on a call together. I would love to see them create a, a way that I can send a request to the client, have them log in their password, and then it just gets imported into the account. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be a game changer for sure. When I think, I, and they know that they hear that. I'm, I, I had a meeting with them earlier this week, and they said, "We hear that. We know." <laughs> so hopefully, that'll be a reality at some point. So, other password. What are some other Brian? What are some other password apps that you've heard about? So, Keepers one. I've never used it, honestly, but heard about it. Dashlane is another big one that I've heard of. NordPass, which is actually fairly new, is my, my understanding. I've seen some ads pop up on Twitter about that one. We use NordVPN. So do we. Whenever we're out, we're out in the wild, but they've released NordPass. So you That's could cool. go fully Nord, let's say. It could be a Nord-only firm or a Nord-only <laughs> yeah. firm. <laughs> yeah. And we mentioned this one earlier, but like the Apple and Google Keychain, it is an yep. option. Absolutely. It is an option. I'm not a fan just because I know how easy it is for people to hack into people's Google accounts, but those are definitely options. There's another one. There's another app I just want to bring up that is not a password app in the way that we're talking about it. What it is, it's called PrivNote and it's totally free. And you go to PrivNote, it's P-R-I-V-N-O-T-E.com. And what it allows you to do is to enter text into a little text box and it encrypts that text and then it gives you a link and you can send that link to a person. And then when the person can click on the link, it opens up PrivNote. And then after they have looked at what's in it, it self-destructs and deletes it. So it's kind of like the Snapchat <laughs> of notes, right? So that's kind of cool. And it does have additional features like you can put a password in. So I could say, hey, Brian, I'm sending you this super secret information and here's the password to that PrivNote like verbally. And then I could send you the link. You could click on it, put the password in, see the information I want. Like say it was my social security number. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you, after you've, you've looked at it and maybe typed it into your tax software or whatever, when you close it, it self-destructs and it's completely anonymous. Like it doesn't keep, like you don't log in. It doesn't know who I am. All it knows is that I'm typing stuff into it and then it creates the link and I can send it to you. So to clarify for our listeners, this is not going to blow up your laptop or mobile device, right? Not that I'm aware of. It has not blown up my computer or my mobile device. device. So <laughs> Not that self-destruct way that you I see on know. movies. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I totally, that totally went over my head. <laughs> I was like, what? No, um, but yeah. So the self-destruct does not mean that your computer is going to explode. <laughs> it means that whatever you wrote in that note, that private note, as soon as you close the browser, it just gets deleted and you'd never cool. be able to see it again. Even if you, even if you use that link again, no, it's gone. So Maybe once you get a 404 it, error, gone. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. It's cool. And it's free. There so you go. So privnote.com. Privnote.com. So that's a, that's a good one. So cool. We talked about password managers getting started with it. There are free versions. Like I know that LastPass has a free version. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes when we give you your automation challenge, but let's talk about your, you have like the coolest automation of the day that you're going to share. And like, you blew my mind with it when you were telling me about it earlier. So can you share with people how you have like created this cool automation related to passwords? Yeah, so I can't even take credit for this. This was from, I forget who said it in the uh, Practice Ignition Slack workspace for their community. But basically, I've set up Twilio, which is, if you've never used it, it's basically like an SMS and they've added a bunch of different features, but you can create programmable SMS, programmable voice, that kind of thing. Very much tap, a coding right? tool. 
Sorry? It's text. It's SMS yeah. basically means text message, right? Yes. Yep. But it, it is very much a coding tool. So if you, if you do know how to code, you can do a lot more with it. But basically, you know, you get 2FA, you can get it to your cell phone. So you get a text what, message, right? What's 2FA? Uh, two-factor authentication. Oh, two-factor. So multi-factor is more yeah. than two. Two-factor means it just goes to your phone number. Honestly, I always thought they were interchangeable. Oh, they may <laughs> but, be. Yeah, yeah, they might be. So, so two FA, you can you can get that text message. You know, it has the six digit number in there, or however many did it's. It's usually six, but you can have a Twilio phone number set up that only receives and sends text messages, so that you link that phone number as the number to receive your two FA code f- from, right, or two. So you get this text message sent, and then what I've done is I've created a zap that whenever a text message comes into that number because I haven't shared it with anyone else. I only use it for this specific instance. So the Zap will take that number or the code and send it into a Teams channel. So Microsoft Teams. So oh, then cool. we have certain apps where we have the number linked and we have some shared access. It happens, right? Yeah. We use 1Password so that everyone can uh, can share it, but it's in a safe spot. Um, so Twilio sends that message over and, and the team can go into this channel and see exactly what the code is and then enter it into the software. So they're not held up by somebody on the team. Yep, which is exactly. like a, another pain when yeah. we're doing the passwords. So just just to, to back up a bit, because there's gonna, you know, I'm sure there's people listening that are like, what what zap? What does that mean? <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit of what what that means? Yeah, so a zap is Zapier's the tool, but a so zap is yes, it's an app, and it basically allows you to connect apps together through uh, through an API. Essentially, is what is what they're doing, and and they call you know the way that you send this information between the apps. They call the Zap. Gotcha. So you can build automations like that. That is a really cool automation too. So the text is going to the app Twilio, then Zapier is grabbing that code that it generated, and then you're taking that data and you're sending it over to Teams. Yep, that's really cool. And you can yep. do the same thing with Slack, right? If you had a Slack channel, yeah. like I use Slack in my form. I don't use Teams. Yeah. So anything where in Zapier, if the app has uh, like create a message or send a message, you could send it there. Very cool. And super affordable, Twilio. They have a pay-as-you-go plan. It's 0.0075 cents per SMS, either to send or receive. So you could do that. I think like we're on the pay-as-you-go plan. Yep. I think you have to keep $20 in there at all times and it just draws down. And then once you hit, I think $10, it jumps you back up to 20. So like I I see a charge maybe every couple months. That's amazing. I'm definitely going to try it. I think that's, that's brilliant. That's going to solve a big, big issue for, although now that we're with Practice Protect, one of the other benefits of using Practice Protect is that they take over that two-factor or multi-factor authentication. So they actually have all that happening on the back end. So we don't, once they have our passwords, we don't have to deal with that ever again. It does it on their end automatically. So that's pretty cool too. Another yeah. cool feature of Practice Protect. So I'm pretty excited to see, you know, we're new. We're just, we just onboarded this week. So we'll see as we start to get locked down how it goes. Yeah. I'm excited cool. about it. Automation challenge. Get a password app and it can't be Google password keeper and it can't be your, your Apple keychain. Go out like LastPass is free. Try it. Try it. I mean, they have an app on your phone and it works with your app. So like when you log into your app, there's like a little key that shows up. Do you have this? I mean, I guess I'm guessing one passes the same way. Yep. Little key shows up, you click on the key and then it goes in and it actually recognizes based on the URL, 
what password it needs and it just fills it. And like, I have a zillion Intuit accounts just because <laughs> I'm <laughs> Intuit and I have a lot of Intuit. So I have like, I think I have 24. Whoa. I think that could be right. I think I have, wait, hold on. I'll tell you how many I that have. That is so many Intuit accounts. <laughs> I know, right? So let me go to Intuit and I'll tell you how many I have. I have well, yeah, so like Heather, you're saying super, super simple. 29. I have 29 uh, Intuit passwords. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it is super simple though like you said the little key click on that either on your mobile or the, the chrome browser right right or i and guess firefox free- or safari too so the free version of LastPass, and you can you said one pass doesn't have the free version right one password i don't think so i've been on the business plan for so long that i haven't yeah. gone back to look at the pricing but i don't i think the, the cheapest one they have is maybe three dollars a month for personal and then a family one is five dollars a month you get five people in it so yeah you can get it for your family and the family when when i was when my firm was like a baby bait i mean it's still kind of a baby firm but when it was a baby baby firm um we had a family <laughs> and it was, it was literally thing. a family because it was me, myself and my daughter, right? And so we shared passwords. So you have to have a family plan to share passwords between users, or you have to have a Teams plan to share passwords between users. Um, you can buy a LastPass account that's just you, and that's super cheap. You can get it free. But if you want to be sharing passwords and using that, you know, that encryption where they can use the credential, but they can't see it, then you have to have either a family or a Teams plan. Yep. There we go. And passwords. The other cool thing about these password apps that I love is that almost all of them have a security check. Like they do an assessment of your password. So, you know, if you're using... If you're using Apple Keychain or you're using Google Passwords, I don't, it's probably not the name of it, then what it will do is you can export those out, import them into LastPass or 1Password or Dashlane. And then what, what they do is there's a button that says, check all my passwords. And they'll check your passwords and they'll tell you how many duplicate, pa- you know, the, how many accounts have the same password. Yep. Um how secure they are, and I'll give you a grade. And some of them actually also have the ability where you, with one click, it'll go in and it'll start to change all of your passwords. Ooh, that's into an interesting. new passwords that are more secure. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, 1Password has a similar-ish feature. It's called Watchtower, uh, but it basically yeah tells you that's a weak password, that's a duplicate password. So it kind of gives you the high-level view of like, maybe I should go change a couple passwords. Well, my team, everybody on my team gets a grade. So I can see who's, I can monitor as the business owner. I can monitor how how my team is doing on password. And so I can go in and prompt them and say, hey, you know what? Can you go in and, and make sure that you don't have duplicate passwords, you know, run this utility that will change them all. And, you know, and, and what's nice about it is you can see as soon as they go through those steps, you can see that their score goes way back up. Another nice feature of at least LastPass is it also does the deep web monitoring. So it monitors to see if any of the accounts that are in LastPass have been found on the dark web. And it will let you know. So you can go in and change the password. Which might is have cool. convinced me to switch to LastPass. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool. I think I, Practice Protect does the same thing. So yeah. practice, practice Protect has some really cool features as far as your team, the visibility of your team. You can see if your team entered their password incorrectly. There's some cool features. So Cool. Yep. Yeah. So implement a password manager, please and thank you. Yes, you need to do this. This, this is not one of the ones where like, it would be really cool if you did this. This is Heather and Brian saying, you, if you don't have this already, you need it. And your clients, 
you owe it to your clients to do this. We will hunt you down if you do not do this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we won't hunt you down, but we might have words if we ever meet you in person and we find out you don't <laughs> yeah. have the password. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. This was this was a great this was a great one. I think this was really I learned a lot. Very actionable for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So thanks everybody. My name is Heather Satterley. And my name's Brian Clare. And this is the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks.